Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Great exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOlday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called Work On Your Game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is words, W-O-R-D-S. Words are not violence. I know some people are trying to tell you that words are violence. Some people are trying to indoctrinate that words are violence. Some people are trying to codify that words are violence. They're trying to even make laws about this, words being violence. And they're even teaching this garbage on college campuses and being taught by people who are smart enough to know better. But they're not that smart because they can't come out and just say words are not violence. But I am going to do what they won't do. And I'm going to explain that here today in this episode. But before we get into that, first of all, let me tell you, when I have a daily motivation text message that I send out for free to you every single day, if you are not getting it, if you didn't get one already today or you didn't get it yesterday, depending on when you're listening to this, that's because you're not on the list. So just text me at this number, 305-384-384. 6894. Send a text to that number right there. Just let me know you want the daily motivation. And every day when I send out the daily motivation, everyone who has texted and joined my text community will get that message. Guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point or your money back. So text me to get that daily motivation every single day straight to your phone starting tomorrow morning. Or if it's early enough, you might even get it today. So now getting into this topic, this idea here of words being violence or someone arguing that words are not violence, like I'm going to do here today, this is not a new idea, but it is semi-new in that it is trending in the world over the last few years. It's become a trending thing to say that words are violence and people are using this as a justification to shut down someone saying something they, that they disagree with. So if I say something like, hey, a man cannot be a woman, someone who believes that a man can be a woman will say, well, Dre, you saying that you're being violent with your words. So because you're being violent, that means 
you're not allowed to say that because you're not allowed to be violent, right? Violence is like illegal violence is illegal. You go to jail for that. So I get arrested for using my words as violence or that also gives them whoever feels offended by what I'm saying because I'm being violent. I'm not just offending them with my words. I'm offending them with violence. That gives them the green light to use violence against me to shut me up if they can't shut me up with words. So all this is just a word game that these individuals are playing. And as I've said many times, starting with my breakdown of Ibram Kendi's book on anti-racism, which was way back in episode 1788 through 1791. And now we are, that was almost two years ago when I did that breakdown from when you're hearing this. Understand that people who have these ideologies are really good. These are not stupid people. All right. These are very smart individuals. So when I said they're not smart enough to say that, I shouldn't even say smart. They're not courageous enough to say these things, or they're smart enough to not say them because they are somehow incentivized to not say the kind of things that I'm saying. They're incentivized to say the opposite of what I'm saying because their paycheck is attached to it and their significance is attached to it. So they're doing this as a strategic thing. And there are many people who are going with these ideologies who are actually very smart people. So these are not dummies. So do not try to insult them by saying that they're stupid. They're not stupid. Now, their ideas may be stupid, but they are not stupid. They are actually very smart because they are indoctrinating these new language patterns into people's minds to the point that I even have to make this episode. Or the fact that I had to make this episode is actually a credit to how smart they are into getting people to believe this stuff. Because if there weren't so many people believing it, I wouldn't have to be talking about it. So I actually want to give them credit for how smart they are and how clever they are in getting a certain percentage of the population to actually believe this bullshit to the point that I even had to take time and debunk the bullshit. So let's give them credit for that. And now for the rest of this episode, let's destroy this idea. So again, this is not a new idea. They got brought to me more directly from a book that I am reading that if you have not read, actually, by the way, anytime you hear me mention a book on this show, you should go buy it and read it. Or if you hear me mention an author and I tell you that that person is an author, you need to go look them up and whatever book they have that catches your eye, you need to buy it and you need to read it. Okay. The book that I'm reading right now, as of during this recording, it is called The Coddling of the American Mind. And it's written by two guys named Greg Lukianoff and Jonathan Haidt. Just look the book up. Sometimes I mention the book, somebody asks me, well, how do you spell it or something like that? But y'all got the internet. It's 2022 and I'm recording this. I'm never going to say that again. So if I mention a book, just look it up. If you know how to read and write, you'll be able to find it. If you can't read and write, then you can't read a book anyway. So don't ask me that question. So anyway, this idea grew out of some coddled, weak-minded people, not the book, but this whole idea of words being violent. It grew out of the idea of some coddled, weak-minded individuals who decided that if someone were to say something that they disagree with or that they feel goes against their beliefs, whatever they have decided to believe, that these words are not only offensive. And listen, being offended is not a crime. Like You can say something that offends me. I can't send you to jail for it and I can't beat you up for it, at least not legally. That not only are the words offensive, which is fine, anyone can be offended. And actually, everybody should experience being offended so that you can develop the internal fortitude to deal with it with yourself. But that these words are also mentally and emotionally harmful. And see, when someone's being mentally and emotionally harmful, now you have a right to defend yourself, maybe even get physical, maybe call the cops, maybe you know, do something to shut this person down, cancel them, et cetera. And this can lead to, because somebody's being mentally and emotionally harmful, that can lead to physical harm. You know that there are people out there, there are certain places in America, in the United States, believe this, where free speech is the constitutional right, right First Amendment, that if I was to say, hey, a man cannot become a woman, that there are people who would tell me 
that I am being mentally and emotionally harmful. I'm using my words as violence and therefore they have a right to use violence against me. Now, they probably wouldn't say it in so many words against somebody like myself because I'm not the type of person that you're going to make that kind of threat with. But there are people who have had this happen to them because they are using certain words that are being labeled as violence and then they're being they are having violence used against them because they said the quote unquote wrong thing in a wrong place around the wrong people. And because these individuals, these weak minded, coddled people believe that certain words are mentally and emotionally harmful or they have decided to pretend like they believe it. This means that they, the offended folks, are allowed to use physical harm to defend themselves against you. And or if not, if not that they're allowed to punish you in some way for what you did wrong, which is use words that they find to be violent. This is a slippery slope logical fallacy in action, but that is not the main topic here, but it is a slippery slope logical fallacy. And by the way, for those of you who are not familiar with the concept of logical fallacies, I want to send you to a website. Look this up on your phone right now. And even if you can't read it right now, it shouldn't take you but 30 minutes to go through what they have on there. But this website is called yourlogicalfallacyis.com. Let me say it again. Just type this into your phone and just save it in a browser window a browser tab and come back to it later. But I want you to read through this or send a text to yourself or email to yourself to remind yourself to go to this website. Again, it's called yourlogicalfallacyis.com. And it has about 20 to 30 logical fallacies, 20 to 30 most common logical fallacies listed out. It tells you the name of it. It explains what it is. Then it gives you an example of it. And I want you to read through this website so that you all can understand how people use logical fallacies in their conversations every single day don't even realize that they're doing it. And you'll probably read some things that you're guilty of yourself. But this is good because it's learning. It's enrichment for you so that you can learn how to build an argument without committing a logical fallacy. And people do it so often. And sometimes I'm talking to somebody and they use so many logical fallacies. It's like, do I even want to point this out to this person because they're not going to understand it? They're going to pretend like I'm wrong because I'm pointing out their logical fallacies. They don't know how to build the case and build an argument. They don't know how to be objective or accurate. But this is why our conversations are going so far to the left in America, because people don't understand objectivity, accuracy, or they don't even recognize when they're committing a logical fallacy, or they don't care that they're committing a logical fallacy because they're just trying to persuade. So you could be very persuasive while still committing a logical fallacy. Now, they're not mutually exclusive. So go to that website, read up on it and learn something. I think it will help you in your discourse with anybody, no matter what you're talking about, even if you don't get into these topics the way that I do, but I'm going to get into it. That's why I'm here. Point number one, today's topic, once again, is words are not violence. Back in my youth, back in my, let's say, up to age 21, up through college, let's just say that, up through my college years, there was a saying that teachers and adults would say to us, all of you have heard this saying, it is, quote, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me, close quote. Is there anyone unfamiliar with this phrase? Now, all of us have heard it before, and there was a time no, back in the day, I guess we had to call it, when everybody believed it. And this is what our teachers and parents and other respected adults would say to us. And if ever you, we came to our mom or our teacher and said, hey, Sally or Joe over there said something, said whatever about me and it hurt my feelings and made me mad and upset me and embarrassed me. They're trying to make me look bad in front of everybody else, et cetera, et cetera. The adults around us would look at us at our whining, our complaining, or our crying over the fact that somebody says something mean to us. And they would say, sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never hurt me. They would ingrain this into us to understand that, yes, sometimes in life, people are going to say things that offend you, things that you don't like, things that you don't want to hear, but that's okay because they're just words. Words cannot destroy you. Now, words can bother you, Words can stick in your mind. Words can even really piss you off and enrage and anger you. But 
people are allowed to say what they want to say. Why? Because our parents and teachers wouldn't go this far. But the point is, we live in America, which is the land of free speech. You are allowed in this country to speak out against the government every single day, all day, if you want to. You could stand in front of the leader of our country's workplace called the White House and trash that leader all day, every day, if you want to. And you are legally allowed to do that. That's what this country is built on. But now we have this idea that saying something that offends another person is somehow violence. Back in the days, our teachers and parents had it right. People could say what they want. And again, you don't have to like it, but they have a right to say it, even if you disagree with it. Same way that I disagree with the way these people are playing with the word games. I don't like it. I don't agree with it, but I'm not calling for their arrest. I'm not calling that they're not allowed to say what they want to say. I'm just going to let them say what they want to say because it gives me ammunition to trash the things that they said. All right, this is the way that it works in America. This is the way that it was designed by our founding fathers, and they were excellent at doing this. It made us, when we heard this from our parents and the adults around us back in the days, six and stones will break my bones, the words will never hurt me. What it did was it made us, well, most of us, not all of us, but it made most of us mentally stronger and emotionally tougher for our pending adulthoods. It helped us understand that people can say what they want, and sometimes we will not like it, but they have a right to say it. It is a common understanding that a new generation of people, when they come up and they look at the older generation, like the people who are their parents' age, for example, they will reject many of the traditions of the previous generation, just as a, out of sheer perversity, the same way that if you're in my age group, I'm 40 years old. So if you're in my age group, you look at some of the things that your parents held dear and you rejected those things because you wanted to kind of carve out your own space. The same way that if you are a sibling, you have a sibling who's a generation older than you, let's say you have a sibling who's 10 years older than you, you may reject some of the things that your sibling did simply because you're trying to carve out your own space. You're not trying to be just like them. And again, this is just out of sheer perversity. And this is an unconscious thing that happens with all human beings. We want to carve out our own space. So we're not going to follow everything that someone who's older than us does. We may take up some of it, but not all of it. This is just how it is with human beings. This is just the wiring of human beings that we will reject what the older generation does. This is an example of that. Now you got a whole wave of people out here who believe that words can hurt them and they should arm themselves in the fight against what they are, people are deeming the wrong words coming from the enemy. Now, listen, I can disagree with your words, but you're not wrong in saying them. Now, if you are factually wrong, your objectivity is off, not objectivity, but your facts are wrong, then yes, I'll call you out on your fact. You are wrong on the facts. There's no such thing as a wrong opinion. Right, if I have an opinion that you disagree with, all right, it's fine. We just can disagree. If you have an opinion that I disagree with, that's fine. We can disagree. I can even go on my podcast and trash you for 30 minutes if I want to. You go on your podcast and trash me for 30 minutes if you want to. We all have a right to do that. That is, This is the land of free speech. This is the way that it's designed. But to get to the point where we're saying it's violence, which, and violence is you no know, technically illegal unless it's in a sanctioned place like a boxing ring or MMA cage or something like that, now this is a bridge too far. And that's why I'm talking about this here today. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, words are not violence. America is the land of free speech. It is probably the most important thing that America was built on was the concept of free speech and the right to practice whatever religion that you wanted to or no religion at all if you choose to. These are the two most important things that America wants. And also the third thing, I will say three. The third thing was representation if we're going to be taxed. All right. Taxation without representation is tyranny. Those are the top three things I would say that America was built on. Right. Say and think what you want. Practice whatever religion that you want or none at all. And that if we're going to pay taxes to the government, then we need representation in government. One, two, three. That's what America is built on.
And this is up to and including, as I said, speaking out against your own government. You can hate the president and trash the president every single day. And the president can know that you're trashing them and they can't do a damn thing about it. Why? Because you have a right to say what you want. You could trash the mayor. You could trash the governor. You could trash one of the senators. You can trash the congressperson. You can trash a city council person. You could trash anybody with your words that you want. Now, as long as you are not physically threatening them, which is legally called assault, battery is when you actually do it. Assault is the threat. And you are not making any kind of terroristic threat. You're not threatening in any way. You could say what you want. I could just say uh, Joe Biden's trash, Donald Trump's trash, Obama's trash, whoever, George Bush's trash. I could say that every day, all day if I want to. And nobody's allowed to stop me from saying it. If that's what I want to say. Okay. People are allowed to dislike you if they want. And I'm not saying you should, but if they want, somebody can dislike you based on your gender, your race, your sexual orientation, the color of your sneakers, where you come from, and a myriad of other reasons. Though it may be frowned upon socially, they are allowed to feel that way, and they're even allowed to say it out loud if they want to. If somebody wants to say, I hate all white people, I hate all black people, I hate all gay people, I hate women, I hate men, I hate people from Tennessee, I hate anybody who's from China, I hate anybody who speaks Spanish. Again, they may be frowned upon for doing that. And there are certain institutions, private institutions, that can say, we don't want you here because you talk like that. They are still allowed legally to say it if they want to. And they are allowed to think whatever they want to, as are you. Now, again, there are laws against discriminating against people because of this. And, but people are allowed to think and speak whatever they want. Out in the open air, people can think and speak whatever they want to. Many organizations will go out and make rules for and against what is allowed to be said and what is not allowed to be said. But usually what happens is these rules generally have the opposite effect of their intention. Right? They make rules, and this is happening in a, on a lot of college campuses these days. I know I have college students who listen to this show. This happened on a lot of college campuses, these places that are creating the coddled generation. That's not necessarily an attack on you individual college student who's listening to this right now. But if you're in that institution, you're walking around on that campus, you have no choice but to be affected by this environment. And you got to kind of fight against it mentally if you wish to. Maybe you're all in on it. Maybe you're listening to this. Maybe you're hate listening to this episode because you're just looking for something that you can attack. Hey, I get the text messages. So I know when people disagree with the things that I say, the intent of the rules in these coddled environments, and it's not all on college campuses, this is in, sometimes in corporations, it's in businesses, and all kinds of places. The intent of the rules is to protect people from harm, right? So we're going to create this space, this safe space where you're not allowed to say something that somebody else may be offended by, right? The intention is to keep people from feeling offended, all right? That's the whole point. Don't say this because it may offend somebody. So the, there's a positive intention. We don't want anybody to feel offended or feel mentally or emotionally harmed. But here's the outcome, because in life, we got to judge things on what? What kind of business are we in, folks? And results based is not an intentions based business is a results based business. So let's look at the results of these actions. The result is it makes the very people who the rules are designed to protect. What does it do to them? It makes them weak, because if I go into an environment, let's say I'm in an environment and I'm you know, I used to play basketball. My background is in pro basketball. So if I say I feel I'm emotionally harmed. Anytime somebody says they hate basketball or they say, I don't even like basketball, I don't watch basketball, that's emotionally harmful to me. Let's say I decided that that's how I feel. Okay. If you say you don't like basketball, that emotionally hurts me. Now, the organization that I work in or the building I live in or the school I go to decides, you know what? Because Dre is emotionally hurt by anybody saying they don't like basketball, no one is allowed to say that they don't like basketball. If you do, you're going to be fired, fined, suspended, arrested, et cetera. Okay. Now, what does that do for me? Now, nobody's allowed to say that they don't like basketball. So now I can't be emotionally harmed because nobody can say the thing that harms me. But here's what it actually does in the long run. Here's the outcome. 
I'm actually weaker emotionally because now I can't hear. I can't build up my emotional and mental immune system, if you will, to something that may be hurtful to me. See, it's not going to kill me. And what's the saying? What doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Right? Do you believe that? You believe going through things that don't kill you make you stronger because you build up the resilience, you build up the internal fortitude to deal with them? I think it's true. Some people may call it distress. I call it eustress. Eustress, and this is actually a word. A lot of people don't know about it. It's E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. Look it up. Eustress. This is the positive kind of stress. This is the kind of stress that you may even put yourself through intentionally or someone else may put you through, and which in the long run makes you better. You may do it intentionally up front or it may happen unintentionally, but in the long run, it made you better. So this is like if you went to school and you got in a fight, and you got beat up a couple of times, but then you start winning some fights. You might not have wanted to get in any fights from the beginning, but in the long run, five years later, you look back and say, you know what? That was good stress. I'm glad I went through that because it made me tougher. That's you stress. It might be distress in a moment, but it comes you stress in the long run. See how that works. But if they make rules to say we're going to protect Dre from going through any kind of stress. Now I have I don't build up my immune system. I don't build up any toughness. I don't build up any internal fortitude. So then when I go out into the open world where you can't create rules and laws that block anybody from putting me into any form of stress and the stress thing happens. Now I don't have anybody to turn to. I don't have any teachers or bosses or security guards to protect me. Now I'm going through this stress 10 years later than I should have went through the stress. And now I'm like a 15 year old kid, but I'm a 25 year old man responding like a 12 year old because. I never went through the use stress in the first place. This is what actually happens. This is the outcome, the real outcome of creating these rules that are designed to protect. But what they actually do is make the very people they're supposed to be protecting weaker. And here's the thing. The people who are calling for the rules are the very people who are asking for the protection. It's not like the bosses are saying we need to make these rules. The bosses are only responding to what the people who they work for are telling them to do. So the college students say, hey, Make a rule that you can't say that a man can't be a woman. Make a rule that that's not allowed to be said. So then when they go out into the open world and I say, hey, a man can't be a woman, they can't tell on me because nobody controls me. Nobody can do anything to me. So now they feel completely distressed and thrown off by the fact that I said that and they can't do anything to me. Whereas back in college, you can get that person kicked off campus or get them kicked out of the room or get them silenced or make them apologize. You can't do that to me. In the open world, you don't have that power to make people say what you want them to say. But in these closed off spaces, you can, but you can't live in that bubble your entire life. Or can you? You see, this is what's happening right now. And what is actually happening is that these people who are in these bubbles are trying to expand their bubbles to include everybody. Not if somebody like myself and maybe somebody like yourself, I don't know you, has something to say with it, has something to say about it. So the rules generally have the opposite effect of their intention. See, the intent of the rules is to protect people from harm, but what it does is makes them weaker because they are less frequently exposed to anything that could possibly challenge or disturb them. Right? You want to be exposed to things that challenge or disturb you. Again, it's called you stress. It makes you stronger in the long run. Same way your immune system works. Right? This is the reason why when you have a kid or even adults. As adults, we get exposed to all kinds of germs every single day. I remember I was sitting in the amenity space in my building a week ago, and I posted this on my Instagram story. The place that I was sitting, I could see the men's bathroom door. Like it was like directly in my line of sight. And I seen this guy, he walked over there, he went into the bathroom and I've been in this bathroom many times. There's a urinal right like five feet, not five feet, about 10 feet away from the door. So you walk in and urinal's right there. And us men, ladies, all right, you understand it's much easier and faster for us to relieve ourselves when we go to the bathroom than it is for you. So this guy walked in, the door closed and it was like 15 seconds later, he walked out. I know that based on the speed and I'm a man, I've been to the bathroom many times. I knew this dude did not wash his hands. All right. So he opened the door. He put his hand on the handle of the door. Then he walked out, walked past me. And then he went out to the pool area, the swimming pool. 
And he put his hand on that door as well. And I remember just looking at the door handles when he walked out. And then I posted on my Instagram stories that I know this dude did not wash his hands. And here's the point. A whole bunch of people didn't see what I saw. And they probably went and put their hands on that same door handle that this dude who didn't wash his hands put their hands on. But guess what? I bet none of them got sick from whatever was on his hands, getting onto their hands. And then they probably rubbed their eyes, put their fingers in their mouth, ate their food, touched their babies, shook somebody's hand. Maybe they went and made somebody else's food. You never know. This stuff gets contaminated all over the place. We get exposed to germs every single day. This is the point. But it's not like we're getting sick every day. Why? Because we have immune systems. Our immune systems are built up to deal with the germs. This is why we have immune systems to deal with this stuff. We are not these feeble creatures who can't be exposed to anything. We want to be exposed because it makes us stronger. So when you are trying to block yourself from being exposed to something, what you're doing is making yourself weaker in the long run. So when you finally do get disturbed or challenged, but you've never been exposed, now you don't have any tools to deal with it. Now you get destroyed. Again, this is why when you have kids, you let them get exposed, at least in, you know, within reason to some dirt and some germs. So their immune systems can get built up. That's the whole point. This is how we created a generation of weak minded people. And again, I'm not calling, saying everybody. There's a generation of weak minded people here, a certain percentage that is not necessarily confined to any specific age group either. This is not an age group thing. This is there are people my age and older than me who are just as weak-minded as some 15-year-olds who are in this group. There are many people who grew up in my generation who have now become these very weaklings because who knows, they have just been indoctrinated into this nonsense. Moving on to point number three. Today's topic, once again, words are not violence. Number three, the new catch-all defense for this sanctioned weakness is the rampant use of the term phobia or some kind of ism, right? A phobia or ism is what you use to attack somebody like this. So me, for example, and what I'm saying here today, I didn't give any specific examples, but I did throw out one a couple of times where I said a man can't be a woman. That is an actual belief of mine. A man cannot become a woman and a woman cannot become a man. A man cannot have a baby. Okay. So if you are a woman, if you are born a woman and you have a uterus and you decide that instead of being Jessica, you are now Joseph and then you get pregnant, that is not a man having a baby. You are still a woman. You're just dressed up as a man. Now you're a woman dressed up as a man having a baby. You're a woman. Okay, so just in case anybody was unclear where I stand on that, now you know. Now, someone who is in disagreement with my point right here, know what they would say? Instead of going back and forth with me on the maybe getting scientific and saying, well, if a woman's a man and no trying to just get me to believe their ideology would probably do at some point in the conversation when they're unable to convince me to change my mind, they would probably label me transphobic. Right. This is a form of phobia. I'm transphobic or I'm anti-transgenderism or something like that. Because this is a way of labeling me and somehow making me wrong because I this label is now on me. This think is on me now. Transphobia, homophobia, racism, genderism, etc. All right. There's a definition of a phobia. For those of you who don't know, phobia means an extreme or irrational fear of or aversion to something. Now, is me saying that a man can't be a woman and that a man can't have a baby? Is that an extreme or irrational fear or an aversion to it? No, it's not. It's just being objective and accurate in the situation. Because again, what are we basing our objectivity on? Are we basing it on science? Are we basing it on religion? Are we going back to the Bible? What are we basing it on? Like, you tell me what the baseline is and we'll figure it out. But either way, I'm going to come out accurate. That's my point. Now, again, somebody disagreeing with you or disagreeing with your ways or your choices is not necessarily a fear, nor is it an aversion. It can simply be a disagreement. They just disagree with you. And people are allowed to disagree, especially in a country that prides itself on free speech, or at least it has traditionally. The coddled weaklings who use the phobias and isms as a defense mechanism for attacking or discrediting someone they disagree with 
They're giving themselves a built-in excuse to not communicate or exchange ideas with anyone who does not accept, validate, or affirm their beliefs. That's what this is. This is a free pass to not have to listen to anyone because you don't agree with the way that I'm looking at things. If you don't believe that a woman can become a man, for example, then again, they'll say you're a transphobe. So now we can discredit everything you've ever said because you're a transphobe. All right, the further this ridiculousness goes, the deeper the hole the weaklings are digging themselves into until they can't get out. And then guess what they're going to do when they dig themselves into a hole they can't get out of? They'll be asking the strong amongst us to pull them out of the hole that they dug themselves into by pushing everybody else away in the first place. But benevolent individuals as we are, we will help them out or as long as they get rid of this garbage. All that said, let's recap today's class, which is words are not violence. Read this book called The Coddling of the American Mind by Lukianoff and Heights. I think it'll be very informative to many of you, even though, again, the idea, the concept wasn't brand new to me. But reading this book has opened my eyes to many things as they've explained it in more depth than I had ever even thought about it up to this point, even though I've talked about it many times. Point number one. Back in my youth, the saying was, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. This is still true. It built up mental and internal toughness in us. Unfortunately, I guess they don't say this phrase anymore because now people have decided that words will hurt them even more than sticks and stones and giving themselves an excuse to use sticks and stones against other people because your words did hurt them. Point number two, America is a world of free speech where people are allowed to say what they want up to including speaking out against their own government. People can dislike you for whatever reason that they want. They can even tell you they dislike you for whatever reason they want, even if you disagree with them, even if they may be ostracized socially for their beliefs, they are allowed to believe what they want. And if you have a problem with that, then that is an internal issue that you need to address with yourself. That is not a problem with the other person. People can think and speak as they wish in America, at least as of today. Number three, the new catch-all defense for this sanction weakness is the term is using some form of phobia or ism to label a person and thusly give you an excuse to not listen to or communicate with them. And this is garbage in a country that prides itself on free speech, especially in institutions of higher learning that are supposed to be teaching you how to think and not what to think. And I think many universities and colleges, not all of them, but many of them are failing at this right now, being led by a bunch of smart people who should know a whole lot better. The further this ridiculousness goes, the deeper the hole that these weaklings are digging themselves into. And we're going to be the ones that have to pull them out later. But again, we're benevolent people. We're nice people. We'll let them out of the hole. But they're going to have to follow our rules and get back to some objectivity and accuracy when we do. All that said, text me to get my daily motivation for free every single day. My number is 305-384-6894. And I didn't mention this at the top. Go to workonyourgame.com slash 30 and get into my 30 days of discipline course where you will increase your productivity, increase your output, get more things done, follow through on everything that you start and rebuild that self-trust in yourself that you once had before you start letting words hurt you, before you start, stop following through and you lost your consistency. That's workonyourgame.com slash 30. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.